Hello everyone, welcome to another Room with a Review podcast. This time, this is probably the worst text of all the ones I've covered so far. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Oh boy. So, for those of you who haven't seen it, don't. For those of you that have, you'll understand what I'm going to talk about here. Going to start off by saying that there will be spoilers because there were so many things with this movie that I need to get to. This was. Oh boy, yeah. Let's just give a little bit of uh, context here. So I grew up in the era where Pokemon became so popular, like the like the fad of my generation. Like nothing ever during like childhood slash teenage years ever hit the, this peak, right? It was the biggest thing ever and it has stayed around and i'm glad for that uh when pokemon go the mobile game came out several years ago now that was really fun uh yeah and i like i know there's still people that play that which is really cool i think that's really good and i know there was tie-ins with the movie to the game the the pokemon go game when that came out last year but boy oh boy this this movie it was something else so for those who don't really know much about pokemon basically they're creatures that are based on real animals and things from our world uh the real world so some of them are like very simple like pigeons and dogs and cats and monkeys and stuff like that and as you know they've continued releasing video games of that which are basically for originally Game Boy, uh, and then the different iterations of that, whether it was Game Boy Advance and then the Nintendo DS and stuff like that. They've kept adding, adding, and adding. So they're not necessarily all animals, but they are all, yeah, based on things. So I think there's one that's like some gears, there's one that's like a shield or something, um, there's one that's an ice cream cone or something. Yeah, so there are some weird ones that are kind of coming up now. Uh, but if we think back to like the original ones, there was 150 of them, well, technically 151. Uh, and so that's what the first couple of games were based around was this 150 Pokemon. And then there was also a TV show that went with that, that was like just contributed to it and the trading card game. So the card game was huge. Like there was, like they, they got banned in so many schools because they were causing issues. Uh, like people getting, having them stolen or trades and everyone got upset by them. It was wild uh, how much these things were dominating everything. And like, I mean, like most people my age, I was obsessed. So obsessed. Uh, I had multiple of the games. I had like guidebooks that were basically information about each of the Pokemon. I had these like little magazine things, Pokemon cards, all of it. Like so much stuff. Loved it. So watching this movie... I saw it on Netflix the other day. I was like, cool, I'll check that out. And the nostalgia factor was huge. Like, look, just, this is maybe the most, like, the thing that I've watched the most that has, like, the most nostalgia to it. Uh, everything else that I've seen that is, like, really emphasizing the nostalgia of anything doesn't even come close to this for me. But I'm sure there are people that, you know, uh, have their own interests that, really really some things connect with them but for me this was it this is one of the things that 
really, really just like those pure childhood memories. And like so much of my time was spent just enjoying the things the Pokemon had to offer, uh, including playing the video game. So yeah, that was really cool. That was really fun. But the nostalgia factor was not enough. Like for the first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, this is really cool. I like this. I'm interested to see where it's going. Um, a lot of the Pokemon were really cute. Like Pikachu was really, really cute actually. And a lot of the other ones, like it was just like really cool to see them in a not terrible CGI way and not just complete cartoonish. So that was, I really liked that. I think the, the whole nostalgia and cutesy factor of it was interesting. Probably would have been better as a TV show, in all honesty. And I know they'd made the TV show. This is a lot of Pokemon movies that they made. It made about four, I think. Uh, but, I mean, that first Pokemon movie, wow, that too was pretty crazy. Uh, maybe I should do that sometime. Anyway, but, but this movie, the Detective Pikachu one. Mm. I made a couple of notes. So I'll talk about those things and my other things may come back to me as I go through it. But there, there was just so many issues with it. So once you get past the whole cuteness of like these different Pokemon and the nostalgia of it all, if that's kind of hitting you, there's really not a lot to compliment. Basically, this movie didn't know what it was. It didn't know if it was comedy or like obviously it had the detective aspect to it because it's called Detective Pikachu. They're trying to solve this mystery that's going on. And there was really funny moments, but they were weirdly placed some of the time and it wasn't like they were comedic relief it was almost trying to be funny all the time but it wasn't consistently being funny either uh there was one really funny scene that had mr mime in it that was pretty funny but even then like it just kind of went to a place it didn't need to go uh basically the main character and, and also pikachu who is not the main character of the movie uh they're interrogating this Mr. Mime because he has information. He doesn't speak, as the name implies, he's a mime. And so he locks himself in a, in a room that they can't get to him. So he pretends he can't hear them. And then the main character, Tim, he mimes his way, getting into the room through a door. And then he pretends to pour gasoline and as though he's going to light the Mr. Mime on fire in a fake room. Now... The scene itself, like, other than that little bit, was actually quite funny. There was quite a... That, the whole Mr. Mime scene was really, really funny. But it was weird because not only did this movie not figure out if it was comedy or a bit more serious than that, it also didn't really... I can't tell who it was aimed at, what age group. It wasn't for children because there were some things in it that were... Like, absolutely no way would they have understood what was going on. Or there was just references and jokes about things that weren't for children at all. And that's okay. Some movies do that. Shrek does it really, really well. There's a lot of subtle adult humour in that. That when you watch it as a kid, you don't pick up on at all. And then as you get older, you notice more and more things about it. And those things are cool. It's really good when texts do that, that you get these extra bits for the adults and obviously they do that because you know parents take their kids that's one of the reasons in there but also I mean you can enjoy it then as you get older too this one though as I said it wasn't really right for kids like it wasn't innocent enough it wasn't 
childish enough. It also wasn't for teenagers because it was too childish. It also isn't for adults. Like, I mean, I'm talking about it as an adult and it was not pitched at me. So I really don't know who was meant to go and see this and enjoy it. I mean, if I was a parent and there are people my age who are parents and some of them have four and five year olds or a little bit older, if you're around my age, it's obviously a little bit younger. If I had a six year old, I might've gone to seize with them and fine. There'd be things that went over their head and they might be like, oh, it's really cool. It's Pikachu and he's cute. And I like Pokemon and that'd be cool. That'd be a really, really good experience for, you know, anyone that's around my age that was into Pokemon and then their kids get into it, which is kind of what they did with the newest Star Wars trilogy. It was really for parents that had gone to see Star Wars or love Star Wars and like, hey, let's get a new generation of Star Wars fans and they can enjoy it through the eyes of a kid like we did when we were kids and like parents did when we when they were kids. So, yeah. The audience, the target audience was very off. The genre of it was really off. Like it it did not fit a nice little pigeonhole, which is not a bad thing at times because there are definitely texts that do a really good job of crossing those boundaries between genres and target audiences. Yeah, this one did not do any of those things well. And we haven't even talked about the plot. Oh boy. Actually, I want to backtrack for a sec. Talking about the Mr. Mime scene where he was about to be tortured and lit on fire. Obviously, that's quite problematic. And this is why maybe for kids it's a little bit concerning. But at the same time, not only do we have a scene about a a creature being tortured with fire, we also have ongoing violence against these Pokemon. Now, in the world that is this movie, they're meant to live in harmony and they all get along and they're equals. Pokemon and humans are equals. Yet, repeatedly, they are abused. They're still made to fight. It's wrong because they're made to be it's made to be as though they're pets so it it's almost animal abuse it's really problematic i i was very concerned and i know they're fake creatures they aren't real creatures and they're also then cartoon cgi creatures on top of that it's still wrong so we have all these things where we have all these pokemon being hit and harmed and being used to harm but then there's a moment where there's a Pokemon called Ditto who can turn into other creatures a little bit like Mystique from X-Men in this movie usually it could only imitate Pokemon Uh, that's how it was originally created it could imitate their moves that's cool that was you know I actually really liked Ditto as a Pokemon I thought it was gonna be like I I thought it was a really interesting and creative Pokemon Uh, it was very unique And it was just one that fascinated me. Here, still interesting, still fascinating, because it was imitating just Pokemon. It could also imitate humans, which is not something that's ever happened before, as far as I'm aware. But it still had Pokemon eyes, so it had these 
small, circular, beady little eyes that clearly indicated that it was not a human and our main character was forced to fight this, this ditto, which was wrong in and of itself that a human was fighting this Pokemon, but this Pokemon had gone bad and it was about saving the everything. Like, you know, it was, it was an important moment in the movie. I did mention there would be spoilers, by the way, so just a reminder, there will be spoilers. Uh, this ditto, though, turns into the pretty much the only female character, in fact, which is something else I'll get to in just a moment. But yes, this, this ditto turns into couple of different humans and then it turns into the main female character which is also the love interest which is also highly problematic uh but as this female it's still got the eyes that indicate it's a pokemon and the main character tim who has not had a problem with harm to pokemon and experimentation on pokemon all this time makes it very clear and it's obvious that the creators of this movie thought there would be problems with this but not the cruelty to animals but the but Tim, he says, I want to make it very clear and obvious that I feel no remorse about hitting you because you're not a girl. As though, yes, there would be problems with him hitting a female. Everyone in society would have a problem with that. But it's okay if it's a creature. What? It, it shouldn't matter. Both are wrong. If he's going to feel guilt, like as an audience, we were watching it. Well, I was watching it at least and going, yeah, that's just a ditto. And at that point in the movie, having already been through all these other things and hitting them and not worrying about that. Why did he not just hit the ditto? He made a moment about it. Like, let's be politically correct and make sure we're, you know, very anti-violence against women, which is good. Don't get me wrong. That is a good thing. But it made no sense. He had already been violent against these creatures and he knew this was a creature. The audience knew this was a creature. There was a good 30 second conversation about how her eyes were different because it was a Pokemon and therefore it was not a human. I didn't understand why we then had this weird moral issue of hitting a Pokemon because it looks like a human female. There was no moral problem about it being a Pokemon, just about it being a human female. Uh, so yeah, that was a weird thing about this movie. I didn't understand why that was a problem. Well, I do understand why that was a problem, but I also don't understand why that was a problem, but not these other moments of animal abuse. Seriously. It was no problem mere seconds after this moment. Maybe not seconds, but within a couple of minutes. Of that same ditto as another Pokemon, this time imitating that Pokemon, being smacked off the top of a building by a guy with a lamp. That was fine, but the moment that Ditto is a human female, that's where we draw the line. Bizarre. Just bizarre. And as I said, that, that is wrong. Yes, there, there should not be violence against women. That being said, it is a movie, and we've already had violence against like, animal cruelty, including experimentation. Just insane and now i've probably spoken about that for a little too long but let's get on to the topic of females in this movie there was one there was randomly two other females that made appearances very briefly and the grandmother that's it the rest of pretty much every character in this movie not including pokemon were male for no good reason there did not need to be and i don't understand why this continues to happen it's not as though pokemon 
especially when I was young, was ever something that was marketed towards just boys. There were so many females that growing up with me were just as into it as I was. When Pokemon Go came out, I know maybe more females that played it than males. Like, these things don't matter anyway. Why are we still concerned with that? That's a problem in and of itself. But, yeah, this grandmother character, she had very minor appearance. She basically raised him from a child to an adult, by the way. Uh, Tim's mother died when he was young, and so therefore his father could not care for him and sent him to live with his grandmother. And yet, well, I'll get to the fathers in relationship soon. So we have no female character there in terms of family. We have one random scientist who made very brief appearances and they kept making a big deal out of as though we were supposed to know who she was, as though she was like this Einstein level of fame. They kept making references to, oh, Dr. So-and-so. Like, who is that? We don't know. We've had zero scenes with her. Yeah, so she was just absent. We had this random assistant to Bill Nye's character who was the antagonist of the film, which was absolutely clear from the very moment he appeared. There was no doubt that that's what was going to happen. He was going to be the, the villain. And even in that, ha ha, I'm the good guy. It's my son who's bad. And I'll get into this father-son relationship stuff soon. Uh, Bill Nye was still, like, it was clear. Okay, yeah, you're, you're lying to them. You're just going to betray them. You are the bad guy. There was never a doubt. It made zero. It was so bad. Like, you could see it coming. That's what I'm saying. Like, kids could probably have seen this coming. It wasn't a surprise. There was no twist to this movie. There were twists, but they were kind of obvious twists. And so are they even twists at that point? Uh, but I digress. Yeah, so there was this assistant who I don't even know the character of. She didn't speak. Maybe she was a ditto the whole time because that's kind of what happened in the end. I don't understand. What? Why was she there? She didn't say a single word in the movie, this random female character. I don't know her name. She was given a name, but it didn't stick. She was not memorable. She was not noticeable. There was no point to her being there. And yet, at the same time, we also had this weird security guy that was hanging around. No idea who he was, really. Maybe that was the ditto. I'm not sure. The ditto was maybe multiple characters. I should really have paid more attention there, but it didn't make sense. It was very unclear. The ditto was maybe multiple people, sometimes male, sometimes female. That's not the issue. But... Why did we have this random tokenistic female that actually wasn't even really in the movie? You could have cut her out. The movie would not have made a bit of difference. Like, she didn't impact the movie at all. So that left us with one female in the entire movie. Aside from, like, these random minor characters, like one news reporter who was in a 30-second scene, then disappeared, never to be seen again. Yeah, there was this other female character who was an intern at some news company randomly showed up at a weird point of a movie very strangely and then it's revealed that she's an intern news reporter not an actual news reporter so there was very little sense in what she was actually doing it was hard to even tell how old she was she seems like she was about 16 to 20 but the, and even the main character, Tim, it was hard to gauge his age. 
he seemed around, he, especially in the beginning of the movie, it seemed like he was 15 years old, but then he had an, a job in insurance and he was at least 20. I didn't understand that at all. And then the same with this female news reporter, who I don't remember the name of either, actually. She was very forgettable. She was just in and out of the movie randomly, but because she was the only female, naturally, she's automatic the love interest. Yet there was no real connection and no sense to it. She didn't need to be. Why is she being relegated to this role in this movie? It was so problematic the way females were dealt with in this movie. Yeah, it just was so weird. So... Let's get into a little bit of the plot, because these are just some of the issues. The father-son relationship. This was very weird. We have Bill Nye's character and his son, who there seems to be a rivalry with, but it's also not really clear, and we never really spend any time on that. Don't know why. Then at one point, it's kind of suggest like they almost go down this path of Tim and his father who had this estranged relationship because the mother died which I don't understand why that would estrange them at all yes there's grief but the the decisions being made didn't make sense so we have this one scene though that nearly gave us this really nice symmetry between Tim and his father and Bill Nye's character and his son but then it never got returned to they spent Literally, maybe a minute investigating that nice theme of the movie. And then just moved on. For no reason. Well, for the reason. But why not set that up? That, that should have been the core part of the movie. While I was watching, I was thinking, this reminds me of Lego Batman. But at least Lego Batman was good. It wasn't fantastic. Like, the first Lego movie was amazing. Lego Batman movie was just hilarious for the jokes about Batman and they were really, really good jokes. And there was a very basic plot amongst it to tie these things together, but it was coherent and it was like, it made, it was cohesive as well in terms of the text and it just followed it all the way through the whole thing. But now this one, it just didn't do that. Like it was kind of exploring the father-son relationship, but then not really doing that. And then we had this good contrast with his other father's relationship, but it didn't go down that path either for no good reason. It should have. That's where it needed to go. Would have made so much more sense, but it didn't. So Tim doesn't really want to know who his father is despite not seeing him and yet clearly wanting to know who his father is. So then when his father apparently dies, uh, he goes to visit Ken Watanabe, who's playing the lead chief of police guy his character's a little bit unclear it seemed to be tim's dad which is harry uh harry's boss that much was clear but that was about it randomly interrogated tim with his own pokemon then he goes oh okay well yeah your dad dead and that was pretty much it then they just go oh by the way this is where your dad lived you may want to just go check it out why are they not checking it out this didn't make sense. There's so many problems with this whole storyline. Basically, they had police footage of his car crashing, which theoretically killed him. They never found the body. 
But also, where did the police footage come from? Because it was in the middle of the forest. I don't understand. It was weird and it made no sense. The plot holes were so bad. And I'm not really usually this critical of movies, but this was bad. It did not make sense. Why was the father dead from an explosion of a car? No body. The police had footage of it. Didn't see him crawl out of the car. What? What? Meanwhile, Bill Nye's character had a holographic recreation of this event. And he goes, oh yeah, I've been able to do this with holograms. It's reconstructed from police footage. Wait, so if the police have that footage and you've just made it together into this 3D hologram, why don't the police know what's going on? They have the footage. Where did you get the footage from? None of it made sense. I'm going to probably repeat that at least 10 more times before I finish talking about this movie. So, I don't even know what I was talking about because there were so many things that I've got to jump around to try and thread them together. It's just not going to work. So the father... Oh, that's right. So... The father, dead, disappeared. Fine, right? Forget about him. Let's just investigate what happened. Oh, while we're investigating him, we find out there's some conspiracy involving some kind of secret gas. Makes Pokemon go weird. All right, let's just investigate that. Fine. Pikachu's saying, oh, I'm going to be a detective. Pikachu randomly shows up at the apartment too, which is where we also meet the intern journalist for the first time, for no apparent reason, she never explains at all in the entire movie why she knew that was where Harry lived, despite mentioning that she knew Harry was onto something and she was tracking it down too. Why is this being handled by an intern? Why is she not giving this evidence to one of her superiors? Made no sense at all. There's one, I said, I'll say at least 10 times, nine more to go. Anyway, so Tim is just investigating the apartment. Pikachu's there. They meet, Pikachu has no memory, he has amnesia, his memory's been wiped. Then randomly, these monkey Pokemon called Apom jump in. There are about 50 of them. They chase them through the apartment, through the apartment building, down a garbage chute, through an alleyway. Then they randomly stop. Then we're in an alleyway. Tim is confused. There's a talking Pikachu that he can understand and can understand him. Nobody else can understand him, which is another problem when we find out why the Pikachu can talk. Anyway, Ryan Reynolds is the voice of this Pikachu. So he's kind of playing a Deadpool-ish character for kids, which is fine, despite some weird adult jokes and also just some things that didn't really make sense at all. Um, I really need to find another way to express that, but that's kind of the best thing I've got. They were just illogical or unsound and unclear. He forgot how to do his attacks but then when he needed to do them and in the important final battle, he could just all of a sudden do them. And Tim knew the attacks that he had and he could just all of a sudden, oh yeah, I know how to do that. What? He had no memory, he had amnesia. He wasn't able to do the attacks for, mo- for the entire movie until the final 10 minutes. What? Ah, uh, then we find out how he lost his memory. He was Harry's partner. They were in a car crash together. And Mewtwo, who had escaped, and the linearity of this movie was also quite terrible, but Mewtwo, who had escaped, was rescuing Harry by putting his mind into Pikachu. 
which is what ended up happening towards the end of the movie with Bill Nye, not into Pikachu, but into Mewtwo, and that was kind of the key problem, and then it was over in about five minutes, which I'll get to in a sec. So Harry's mind was saved. We never... The body was just left there. Maybe Mewtwo took it away. We don't know what happened with the body. It just wasn't there. So Ryan Reynolds is voicing Pikachu this whole way through. And then... At the end, Pikachu is talking in Pokemon speak again. So he just says Pikachu, doesn't say any other words. And we find out that Harry's mind was put into Pikachu's body, as I said. And so now Harry's body is back, his mind is back in his own body, and he's fine. Zero issues. And he's like, okay, son, go back and live with your grandma. But you're 21 and have a job. I don't know, it was very weird. But then, also, son's like, no, I'm just going to live with you. All right, fair enough. Everyone is fine with that. That's how it should have ended. I didn't understand why the son was going back at all. They'd obviously talked. They'd obviously knew who each other was. Why was he going back? There was zero purpose to it. It was just insane that that was even how the movie was going to end instead of them just actually getting along and him living with there. There was zero purpose to it. It was though like, oh, don't forget you've got your grandma. The grandma was not in the movie at all. I think she was, I don't even know if we saw her. I don't remember if she was even in the first 20 minutes, which I also need to get to. And I'm half an hour in. I haven't even talked about half this movie. So, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, this is what I mean. I'm jumping all over the place because I'm trying to piece together the different parts of this movie that didn't make sense. Ryan Reynolds' character, Harry, his mind was put into Pikachu. He could speak to Tim. Tim could speak to him. Nobody else could understand this Pikachu at all. Even though we had the mind of a human, and when that happened later in the movie, everyone could understand exactly what was going on. Like Mewtwo was speaking with Bill Nye's character's voice. Everyone could understand it. I don't understand why no one could understand Ryan Reynolds' character inside Pikachu. And yes, he had amnesia, so we couldn't explain that part. But... Everyone should have been able to understand him. There was no explanation for why they couldn't. It's not like it was a father-son bond thing. That was so poorly done when you find out the reason why. If it had just been, yep, Mewtwo gave me this weird connection, but there was no nothing about Tim that made him being able to understand Pokemon or just this one Pokemon. Why it was even a Pikachu, there was no real reason. It didn't need to be a Pikachu. Pikachu is the main character from the TV show. That like the main Pokemon character, but it didn't need to be a Pikachu in this. They could have made it any Pokemon. It could have been a Squirtle or a Charmander or a, a Bulbasaur, any of those things. It could have been, you know, a Pidgey. It could. It didn't matter what it was. Yeah, it was cute and all, especially at the end when it's talking like Pikachu. Like that was cool. But there was ah, oh, I don't know if they just picked it because it's the most recognizable Pokemon. I guess that's why. Yet. Yeah. It didn't need to be Pikachu at all. And again, as I said, everybody should have been able to understand it. So that part was a little bit frustrating. All right, let's get to the first 20 minutes because it was weird. There's, they had these backpacks and it's like they were going to school, Tim and his friend. They go into this random meadow 
And the friend is saying, oh, Tim, catch a Pokemon. You're lonely. You need a friend. Everyone else has left this town except me and I'm leaving soon. And you'll be lonely if you don't have a Pokemon. You should get a Pokemon. Everyone has a Pokemon. Tim tries to catch it. The Pokemon breaks free, is not caught, then attacks Tim. They then walk back into town with backpacks. Then it's revealed that Tim is going to work as an adult in insurance. They are not going to school, despite being dressed and have the backpacks that make it seem as though they're school-aged. What? Okay. Right. That didn't really make sense. But the whole movie was then just exposition. So that whole first 20 minutes, all we had was, Tim, you're a loner and you have no friends. You have no family. You don't get along with Pokemon. Ha ha ha, we get it. All right. That was his character development. Then we get on a train as he has to travel to the city because his dad's died. And we have this public service announcement saying, welcome to the city. This is Bill Nye speaking. I'm so-and-so. And this is how the society works. All Pokemon live together in harmony with humans. This is how we've created it. I've designed it all. It works wonderfully. It was just straight up exposition so they could establish the rules of this world. What I didn't understand is why they didn't just use one of the existing regions of Pokemon they'd already made. They had locations created. There was already story amongst it, unless this location was in like one of the newer games which I haven't played. They mention that these other regions exist. So just use one of those regions. The world is built for you. Don't spend all this time creating this new world for this movie that didn't have consistency. Meanwhile, the Mewtwo character's storyline also was just borrowed straight out of its own history from the original Pokemon games and TV show. And, that, and the movie, the first movie, that was really cool. I thought that was good. I liked it. But there was no need to change it to this random new setting. It didn't... There was no point. We didn't get an understanding of it. There was no build-up to Mewtwo. It just randomly started at the beginning. Oh, look, a Mewtwo, and he escaped a research lab. Cool, let's go to Tim and follow Tim for the next 45 minutes before we even mention Mewtwo again. Oh, okay. Like, clearly Mewtwo was going to play a role in this movie, but we're going to spend half the movie just ignoring that he was in it. Ugh. All right, I'm, ra- I'm nearly done with this movie. I've got a couple more things. The next thing I want to talk about is how jumpy this plot was. We had random flashbacks throughout that sometimes went for 10 seconds. They were just filling in the blanks of, hey, don't forget this is what happened in the past. We've explained it to you through all this exposition, but just in case you forgot that, here it is again in a 10-second flashback. We also then had random other flashbacks that went for a minute or two, not usually longer than that, including the one where we found out that Tim had an upsetting family childhood, but it didn't actually explain it. We had to then be told what happened later on. That could have just been done in one time. We didn't need to get the flashback of him crying about... I'm not sure, in fact, because his mum had died. I don't know. It was very weird. I didn't understand it. That's maybe number three, I think, of times I've said that. I've got seven more to go. Yeah, I'll probably get through that still. Uh, Yeah, so these flashbacks didn't make sense. Then we had the holographic 3D, 360 construction things that were going on. There was about four of them used. Like, that was kind of a little bit of good foreshadowing, as much as there was good foreshadowing in this movie. And... Yeah, they were kind of flashbacks too. 
And yet each flashback never actually revealed anything because we still had to have it explained to us later on because the flashbacks were done poorly. Uh, some of the camera work was all right. I, uh, actually, toward, there was like some middle sections that had good stuff being done. It wasn't childish. There was some subtlety and creativity going on. I liked that. But then the other thing that happened... Well, there's two more things that I think I'm going to talk about, if I remember them. I don't think anything else come to me. We didn't stay anywhere for more than five minutes. I don't think a single scene had the same setting for more than five minutes. We were moving very quickly from plot point to plot point, and we didn't need to. There could Like, we had exposition, bit of action, all right, next plot point, new scene. If we had a scene that was going for more than five minutes in one location, don't worry, there was a flashback or one of these 3D holograms in the middle of it so that it was broken up and we didn't have consistently five minutes of the same thing. I don't understand why. There was no purpose to it. Even at the end, the battle was very quick. We moved on very quickly through all of that. The the whole plot was just rapid fire in many ways. Nothing was built up. And that's what I'm saying about this relationship between Tim and this single female character. It was very inorganic. It didn't actually go anywhere. We never really got closure on it. They were more just friends, which they should have just been in the first place. They didn't need to be love interests. It didn't actually enhance the story at all. And then also, yeah, like Tim starts with this Mewtwo breakout scene. We go to Tim in his house. Then we go to Tim and his friend catching a Pokemon. Then we go to Tim and his friend in town. Then we go to Tim getting a phone call. Then we get Tim on a train, then Tim in the city, then Tim at the police station, then Tim at the apartment, then Tim in the alleyway, then all these, like, it just randomly, or not randomly, but very suddenly moved from one thing to another. There was no build-up. They go to, and some of the events, it was just not even logical and poorly planned and poorly written. So Tim and the investigator they go to this research lab, which conveniently they just happened to figure out their way there, randomly found it. Oh, look, a research lab. This must be it. Then not only do we have signs with symbols on them and we have a pan of this big fence and it's clearly very intimidating. You're not supposed to be in there. There's even a moment of the dialogue where they say, look at these signs. It's almost like we're not meant to be here. Really? No way. And we then pause on the signs just in case it wasn't clear from the fact that this was a secret scientific base with a big fence and warning signs. Then they've said, we shouldn't be here. Look at the signs. We are then also shown the signs. This is where we're at. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's for kids, teenagers, adults, because of things like this. If you're dumbing it down and spelling it out for kids, fine. But then why do we have this unnecessary romantic relationship that most kids are not going to care about? Why do we get complex scientific ideas being thrown at us with holograms and neurolo- neuro- ugh, neurological devices. I don't know. I just can't understand these things. So that's what, four, five, I think I'm up to. I've got five more to go. So then they're in the lab uh, and I'll talk about some of the things that happen while they're there in a moment. I'll come back to that. It'll be the last thing I'll talk about, I think. But Pikachu gets hurt 
Not only have all these other bad things happened, he was in a car crash, he was fine, a little rock fell and hit him, mortally wounding him. They found some Pokemon that could heal him. But before they did that, Tim and Pikachu... Oh, and also, this is something else that bugged me about it. Why did these Pokemon not get names? If they're pets, name them. Let's not just call every single Pokemon by its type. So Pikachu was just called Pikachu. Never got a name. That's like calling a pet dog, dog. Everyone names it. Why were these Pokemon not named? I'm very confused. And it's clear, yes, they're a species, so fine. It's okay to identify it if you don't know its name by that species. It would be like if you've walked outside and said, oh, a possum. Yeah, you're not going to know a possum's name or a snake or a spider or whatever. You're not going to know the name of these things, if they even have names. It's a whole other tangent to go down. But so that's fine in this world. Like, oh no, a, a Rapidash, which is a horse Pokemon. If it said that, fine. You can identify the species. And then someone's like, oh, its name is Fiery or something. You know, whatever. I tell you its name. Cool, great. We've got a name. In the TV show, they had names. A lot of the time. Sometimes they didn't. But a lot of them did. And I... This movie, just give the Pokemon names where they're in it for the whole time. It was really weird, always referring to Pikachu as Pikachu. It was as though he was the only Pikachu ever. And they just kept calling it, it's Harry's Pikachu. It's Harry's Pikachu. No, if it's got an identity and we're talking to it the whole time, give it a name. All right, just to get the tally up. I don't understand. So Pikachu is wounded by this rock falling. And I'm sorry if I'm jumpy and it's hard to follow all these things I'm saying about it. But boy, oh boy, I mean, you could watch it. It's very easy to watch. It won't take you long. Yikes. You'll understand some of these things I talk about once you see it. So Pikachu's wounded by this rock, goes to get healed. As Tim and, and Harry's Pikachu are about to go off and follow these Pokemon so he can be healed, Reporter Girl and her Pokemon are like, oh, we're just going to go back to the car then. What? Why? Why not just stay with them? You all came in the car together. So you're going to go back to the car and wait for them. Or you're going to drive off. And then how are they going to get back? I don't understand why you would go to the car. Just be there for that scene. It wasn't... Like there was no reason for her to leave and go to the car. I don't understand. That's maybe what I'm going to subtitle this, this episode. The only reason she had to go to the car is so that she could leave for Mewtwo to appear and explain some things with a flashback, a different type of flashback, not just a normal flashback, not a 3D recreation hologram 360 thing, but Mewtwo just, hey, here's a memory and here's something that happened I'm going to show you visually. Mewtwo appears to explain some things that had happened. Then before he can do all of that, he gets caught and we get interrupted. So there's something we don't know still, obviously. Yeah, that was the only reason she had to leave. Which is just poor writing. So what if she's there when Mewtwo appears? It doesn't change it. He's still going to tell her afterwards. It wasn't as though there was a big secret that Mewtwo was revealing at that point in time. The secret that Mewtwo was going to reveal was revealed later on. So at that point in the movie, it wouldn't have mattered if she was there. Now, later on when the big reveal happens, yeah, fine, she doesn't need to be there. But she can be there when Mewtwo doesn't get to reveal the secret and reveals himself. <sighs> Say it with me, everyone. I don't understand. 
think I've got two of those left to go. So this research facility, they walk through, it's in this big open area, surrounded by mountains, kind of in this valley, and they break in just with wire cutters, get through the fence, nobody's around. We get shown security cameras that are very clearly obvious and not hidden at all. None of the four of them, Tim, friend, and two Pokemon, notice any of these security cameras. There are no scientists at this lab, by the way. Despite it still being functional, there are no guards, which again is not explained or even made clear. There is zero people at this, at this scientific research base, yet there are many, many Pokemon that have been experimented on, as well as the place where Mewtwo broke out of. So now we're start, finally starting to have some things come together. Obviously, we're kind of in the second act here. Anyway, so they walk through this scientific lab, more exposition. They're experimenting on Pokemon. What are they doing? This is bad. Just in case you didn't get that already. Uh, so, then, as they're doing all this, they find this section which has these Pokemon called Torterra, which are giant turtles with, like, terrariums on their backs. And they look at this experiment note and it says, growth experiment. And they're like, oh, they're just normal-sized Torterras. Anyway... Obviously, within the next 10 minutes, because we can't have a scene that goes for that long, they have to go into the Torterra area, trying to escape from these other crazed Pokemon, run out the back, and then all of a sudden, the mountains start moving. And they're like, what is going on? This doesn't make sense. Very clearly, it's the Torterras that have been made to grow to be giant size. However, the problem with this, why does nobody ever notice moving mountains? They are... Not far from a city. Surely there are geologists or someone that understand these seismic movements and all these things that are happening. What? For the second last time, everybody, say it with me. I don't understand. So that's what's happening. They're running around these mountains and it takes them a very long time to figure out what's going on, even though it's very clear to us, the audience, what is happening, it took no time at all for us to figure that out. I say us, it was just me watching this. I would never put anyone else through this, which maybe brings me to any kind of classroom relevance this has. Look, it's minimal. If I'm a primary school teacher, I'm not using this because as I've said, there are some adult components. If I'm a high school teacher though, I'm probably not using this Maybe it would be cool in terms of some things we're studying for intertextuality and the whole spread of Pokemon texts that exist. And I'm sure there are a lot of students that would be really into Pokemon still. I know there are, in fact. I know there are some. But oh, I just... It was very confusing, the whole thing. And it's not like you could use many of the concepts. Like, narrative is poorly done, so it's not a great example of that. Genre, as I've said before, is not good. There's no argument being made. There's barely any contrast. Symbol? There's a couple of symbols, but not great. You could maybe do some comparative scenes of some things from this with maybe the original Pokemon movies and things like that, depending on what you want to try to show. But I'm not sure where that would fit in with anything. So, I would avoid using this text for any kind of purpose. 
But that being said, if you miss the whole Pokemon movement and you've got students that are really into it, which is definitely a possibility, watch it because you'll catch up on a lot of stuff. You'll understand how things work in this world and it'll at least give you enough things to be able to talk about those students. So maybe if you've got students that do have super keen interest in these areas, which definitely possible, uh, I don't want to say it, but, but some students that are potentially show some spectrum type behaviors, maybe this would engage them at least in conversation if you need to kind of connect with them in some way. That's a very loose connection. I don't even like using it for that reason. That's pretty bad. You should, you know, um, hopefully you can find another way to get through that and do that. But I guess if it's a starting point and you need someone to kind of at least understand some things about Pokemon, this is not a bad place to go. But it really, in terms of any of the English textual concepts, not great. In terms of a movie itself, pretty terrible. I'm not sure. Maybe the first kind of scene where they talk about friendship and loneliness. There's some good messages there with the friend because the exposition, it's pretty clear what they're trying to get to. So maybe that would be a good thing to focus on. I don't know. But I guess that's it for me for talking about uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I didn't understand most of it. Well, I understood it. I just didn't understand why they made the decisions they did. So very shortly, I'll be back with the War and Peace mini section. Before I do that, one thing I've thought about doing with some of these episodes is the the idea of having like an ad of the week sort of thing or that's one idea maybe I've thrown around as I come across some of these weird ads that get put up in different places about YouTube TV billboards sort of very weird billboard ad today uh, maybe I'll talk about some of those or the other one I thought about is the top 100 list of movies and books see how I'm progressing against some of those I might do some of them I'll probably talk about one of the top 100 movies next week. There's a couple that I'm going to aim to watch this week. If I don't get through some of the poems and books I want to read this week and can talk about them because I don't just want to always do films, it feels like it's a cop-out. But I guess as I'm kind of taking my time reading some of these books, it's not like I'm about to just blast through War and Peace in the next seven days. So we'll see how all that goes. But back in a moment with War and Peace. All right, War and Peace. This will be a very short little bit of this this week. Uh, I am currently about one chapter behind where I need to be. Uh, but that's okay, I'll get that through tomorrow. So I'm going to pick that up a little bit again. I then have also finished Volume 1, which is one of three volumes of this book. So that's good. Very happy about that. Uh, not much has really happened. They've been at war. They've been fighting. There haven't been too many memorable quotes, but essentially that's all that's really happened is it's just been at war with Napoleonic armies of France against the Russian army. So there hasn't really been too much that's memorable. I'm getting a lot better with the names. I know which one is uh, Nikolai and Andre because the start in the first several chapters... They were called Nikolai and Andre. Now that they're at battle, they're called uh, Bokonski and Rostov. So I know which one is which, which is good. That's helping quite a bit. So I'm picking it up. I'm really enjoying it still. I think it's great. There's definitely 
the parts I was just reading were graphic kind of war scenes, battle scenes. And so you can see it kind of going anti-war. But there's also some pro-war parts and fighting for the love of your country. So I'm, I'm glad that it's setting all those things up now. I think it'll be interesting to see where it does go. That said, I've still got a long way to go. So I'm getting close to a third of the way through or past a quarter, which is making me really feel good because it's only February. So the fact that I'm, you know, uh, over 300 pages in and there's about just, just over 1,300 pages, like 1,350 pages, I'm getting close to a quarter. Uh, probably another two weeks I'll be at a quarter, which is good. So by the end of February, I've read a quarter of it. That's pretty good. Pretty happy with that. Definitely would still recommend it. I cannot wait to get to the end of it though, so I can move on. And I mean, once I finish this book, then I'll just work my way through that list of 100 greatest books sort of thing that I've mentioned a couple of times. Uh, but I'm going to work my way through the film list as well, even though it's not necessarily the definitive film list. I'm interested to see most of them. They're, the movies that, that are on that I haven't seen definitely look pretty good. So I'm interested to check that out. And the book list I'll update, I think, when I've read War and Peace, I'll see how many I've got to go and kind of go from there. I'm also reading Boys Follows Universe, so I'm hoping to get going on that one a little bit more. I haven't really read as much of it as I'd wanted to. So that should be an episode in the coming weeks. Uh, so if you've read that before, check that out. As I said, I'll keep it short for Warren. Uh, yeah, keep it short for War and Peace this week. And that is it. I will get another episode out next week. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.